Hey friends, Andy Jenkins here with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture and another episode of the Warrior Hope podcast. Here's what we do here at uh, Warrior Hope. Every week on this podcast, we attempt to connect veterans to their next mission. Now, consequently, we do this not just on the podcast, but we do this on the books we publish. We do this in the courses we create. We do this in the small groups that we host, as well as uh, some of the leadership training that we do in order to empower others to lead their own support support groups. So we connect veterans to their next mission. Now, the most common obstacles that we see, and we say this every single week because they seem to be the big two. Number one, isolation. Number two, unresolved hurts, unprocessed pain from the past. Here's why identifying your next mission matters is because number one, you were designed by God for a great purpose. And number two, there are people that are going to be affected, people that are going to be reached, touched, and blessed in some way by you living out your next mission as you overcome that unprocessed pain, if any, exists from the past. Some of those people include, just as we have them listed right here, your family, it includes your friends, it includes fellow service members, fellow warriors that you walked with in the past. I, I always remind you of this, these are the people that had your six in the past, you had their six, and they still need you to connect to their next mission. And really, you still need them to connect in the greatest possible way to yours. That leads me to this. Uh, I've got a t-shirt that I wanna show you. Th this one is one of the most popular they have. Every time I wear this inside of Panera Bread, where Bob, our founder, uh, and I often have meetings when we're <laughs> right now we're working on a book uh, that I'm really excited for you to see. It's a, it's a Bible study on moral injury uh, that will be coming out this summer. Um, when we're meeting, talking about that, a lot of times I have this shirt on and people always ask about, well, wh where did you get that? It's the Warriors on Mission shirt. That's our logo right there. And then on the back right there, still got your six. That's part of the mission of this is to live out in such a way, even if the uniform's not on, to where you realize there are people that still have your six, you still have their six. Stop uh, wondering, stop waiting, and start moving forward because you are highly skilled and for sure you're called and you're empowered to make a difference in this world. Well, today I'm talking with one of my friends, Scott Landreth. Scott is a gentleman, you might've seen his pictures on some of our social feeds before. Uh, Scott's been on the podcast um, in a previous season uh, where we talked about his dog Rambo. Uh, years ago, Scott got involved with Service Dogs for Alabama and in his estimation, they gave him his freedom back He'd been homebound until that time, and they gave his wife her freedom back because of concern for him, she wouldn't get out of the house. And so this dog, it came and brought all of these levels of healing to Scott. It brought uh, multiple levels of healing to their marriage, to her. He got his freedom, she got her freedom. And today, Scott's not only healed, He's in the process of healing, as he'll tell you, yeah, there's still things that I work out, and I'm still working out every single day. But importantly to this conversation, he's living out his next mission. Scott was in one of the early groups we started here in Birmingham with the Warrior Hope uh, group using that Warrior Hope curriculum. And Scott, soon thereafter, after going through, I think, one uh, round and just kind of listening, and then the second round and participating and talking a lot, and then the third round and talking a, a whole lot more through this 10-week study, he eventually said, you know what, I, I think I'm ready to lead one. And he was. 
he was nervous about it because he had never led a group like that before, even though he had been one of the bravest, most valiant warriors uh, that you'll, you'll meet anywhere. Um, however, at some point, he really decided, now's my time to lead. He has, he did. And so I asked him, hey, come on and let's let's not talk about the dog as we did before. We've got that story uh, that I'm going to put a link to in the show notes before. But let's talk specifically about you and your maybe intimidation with leading a group, what you had to overcome to do it, and your experience. Because I really believe this, Scott can do it you can do it too. Scott did it. You will do it. Here's my conversation. I invite you to listen in with my friend, uh, a warrior and a guy that is doing an incredible job leading a group, a warrior hope group, Scott Landry. Scott, show me your shirt right there. Got the same shirt. With that. You got to step back. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So I told Scott when he jumped on and I saw it, he started laughing. I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna do the, like that thing they do on People magazine. If you're listening and you're not watching this, this is gonna be lost on you. This is gonna be like uh watching ice skating on the Olympics, but listening on the radio, or watching fireworks, but listening on the radio. Like certain things just don't translate, you know, from seen to heard. Uh, we're gonna do like that people magazine thing where they always shoot the picture when people show up with the same dress or the same suit. And they say, who wore it better? Who wore the outfit better, Sky? Uh, I'm not going to step gonna, into that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to vote on you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's, it's like, hey, I tell you this, man. You, uh, you are one of the guys right now who not only served incredibly well in the military, um, and in fact, I'm, I'm going to say this to people just so they know, you know, I met Scott at – one of our first Warrior Hope, Centers of Hope gatherings at Hoover Tactical uh, right there. And then, you know, guys would start coming early and shooting and then staying for the meeting and then shooting afterwards. I, I met you there when you had Rambo the dog and yep. uh, you were one of the veterans who served, you know, really well, as have the far vast majority of them. Um, but really got to appreciate you there and your transparency and openness and, you know, the idea that even I, I remember in, even now, like you and I have this uh, understanding that because of some of the things that you you were in secret missions and things like yeah. even now, decades later, you can't talk about. And so you and I have this understanding where sometimes I'll just ask you a question and, I, you know, it, it's, the, the rules just kind of been like, hey, if you can't tell me or if you don't want to tell me, just, you know, just say, hey, can't talk about it. And we just move yeah. on to the next thing. Um, so there's this appreciation, you know, that I have for you and the service that you've done. That is at such a high level, um, and you've you've taken that now, and you're leading one of the first groups that you were in one of the first groups, and you're leading one of the first groups. It's one of the groups that we didn't lead. Right, like you're one of the first guys to come through the program, get spit out on the other side, and start doing the tough work. And yep. so, man, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about that today and what you're seeing uh, happen, you know, what led you to start a group. Uh, why don't you just take it from there? And then I'll just continue asking you more questions. <laughs> uh, doing the group, well, Rambo's decided to put his two cents in. I still uh, doing one. the group. <laughs> do, <laughs> uh, taking the class. 
the first couple of times I took it with you and then coming yeah. back and mentoring others, helping being there to be the voice to break the ice with others, you know, and um, so they would feel better. Uh, the first class, this is actually, we we're in week seven or six now of our second class. Second and run so, through the curriculum. That's correct. And so it's, um, it's good. We found some things that actually help. We, we found things that keep everyone in touch with each other. And so it's, um, it's working good. I, and I think if you put in a little bit of work up front, it goes a lot better. And in the, in the first one, I was really sort of nervous, did a lot of studying and um, turned around and um, was ready. So now initially you had some hesitancy about leading a group and we're feeling like, you know, maybe I can't pull this off. Um, yeah. What, what led you to, what was the initial hesitancy and then how did you break through that to get to the other side there and think, okay, well, maybe I can't pull this off. Well, taking the class is one thing, then turning around and being at the front or the head of the class, looking back at other these people that are depending on getting information from you and, and help a little bit of how do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. Oh, quiet. And uh, so we um, taking the class, leading it. The first one was very nervous, but then how do we get people involved? How do we people even get to the class was a big one on how we do it. And so it took it, when our pastor, we have a new pastor now at our church, and he's a veteran as well. And he's like, I want you to start now. <laughs> so kind of got a little push to get it going. And um, I'm glad I did. I, I feel more comfortable now sitting back there. Yeah. Do you feel like part of, I want to talk a little bit about your story. Do you feel like part of your own healing process is still going on and comes through the helping of the other people as you just kind of continue pulling layers off? Does that question yes. make sense? Yeah. It's, um, a lot of the information, once you've gone through it, then you start getting up with the information. Um, starts coming back to you. Oh, yeah, I remember this one, yeah. this particular class. So it starts coming back, and you'll start feeling more comfortable after the first two or three. You know, you feel more comfortable because the information – comes back to you so easily. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your story, Scott. Uh, I, I remember when I first met you, you know, you, you had your chair um, and you had the dog. I think, I, I don't know if I'm hearing Rambo or if I'm hearing the other dog. Um, no, that was Rambo. That was Rambo. So <laughs> to, to, hear, to hear your story, you, you know, you told us and you were very open about it uh, in the group that, you know, you had some injuries 
uh, from your time um, that had flared up later on and were basically homebound for over a decade. And mm-hmm. by virtue of that, it really made your wife become homebound because she couldn't get out just because she might be nervous about what might happen to you if she left. Take me back to there. Take me back 10 years, 15 years ago, what life was like then. And then I think it was the dogs that that helped you kind of break through. So take me before and then let's turn the page and talk about the sport of the animals. Before, after everything happened, I was depending on my wife for everything. Uh, Every little thing, she couldn't leave me alone. There was no, she was homebound as well. And she had to have somebody with me um, because of me falling. Yeah. And was so afraid that I was going to injure myself even more. And, um, so we, um, one of the doctors back in 2013 or 14 recommended that I should look into a service dog. And so I looked into several organizations, found one in Alabama, and um, they had a good veterans program. Um, so I contacted them and had to wait, finally was issued Rambo. Rambo is, became an extension of me. Whenever I dropped anything, he would pick it up for me. He would balance me and help uh, provide the stability that I needed when nobody else was around. Uh, eventually, after five and a half years, he developed arthritis. So we've had to retire him. He still thinks he's in charge of me around the house. I have the new one now named Thor. But I'm able to get around more. I'm not just la- uh, landlocked into four walls. Yeah. And my wife also has given her her freedom back due to the fact She don't have to worry about me every single minute of something's going to happen. Yeah. Dogs will let me know and let her know something isn't right. Well, because she can, she can leave the house without you and you can now leave without her as well. Cause I, you know, I've I've, I've spent, you know, multiple evenings with you without your your wife being present at this point. Uh, one of the yeah. unique things about Rambo, you said that he does things for you, or he would. I'm sure Thor is, is learning all of that. Uh, you, you told me one day, hey, he can pick up business cards. He can open doors. <laughs> he can, he yeah. can wake me up if I'm having a nightmare or a night terror. You know, all this stuff that you wouldn't typically think of a dog could do. Uh, right. But the, the, the unique thing about him was, uh, and, and you would you would give him a command where he could he could interact with me. And I know, I know the rule is, just so people know, that are listening. If you see a service dog somewhere, you ignore the dog. Uh, you talk to the person, you ignore the dog, and you don't pet the dog any more than you would pet the person's right leg, you, you know, or some part of their body. It, the, the dog is part of the person. 
Um, but you would you would give him a command where he could get down on the floor and he would play with me. And I've got several pictures, you know, of him. Um, the, the unique thing about him, though, was he was so tuned into you that sometimes in the curriculum that we have, there'll be little video clips or there'll be moments where we're talking about uh, things that, you know, would be would be tense. We're talking about emotional hurts and wounds, which are as painful and sometimes even more painful than physical injuries. And Rambo would, I would notice him kind of scooch up to you and like just kind of tap you, you know, and either bring you back or check on you or, you know, some kind of communication going on just between the two of you. I watched him do this multiple times. The lights are out. We're watching a film clip and he would just kind of, you know, go over to you. Like somehow he's, what what's going on and all that? Maybe describe some of that. Some of the things that we're seeing on the videos, yeah, as veterans, it pulls back some memories, uh-huh. or it's developing off of those memories, starting to feel anxiety. It's bringing back past memories that are really hurtful and hard to deal with at times. And Rambo picks up on him and he would come and put his head in my lap. Well, let's just say right now, I'm glad Thor's not beside me. Uh, Because if he picked up on anything, Thor's actually different than Rambo. He actually puts his feet on my legs and gets in my face. (laughs) Oh, just like. (laughs) Yeah, and starts licking me in the face and telling me to calm down. So they're different. Yeah. The dogs are totally different. But for Rambo to be able to break that anxiety and I can bond with him, I know what he's trying me to, to get me to do is to focus on him. Yeah. So we don't have to go to that place. Right. You know, and I do believe that it's very crucial and helpful for a lot of veterans. And um, so, yeah, and that's what he's doing is so breaking that. You yes, somehow, and then they, they can they can pick up on the changes, the chemical changes in the body. They smell that change, and they know what it's related to. Yeah. So, th- so that dog is uniquely partnered to you, and. Because I imagine he wouldn't pick that up on me. I mean, not that he would come up to me anyway, because I'm not his person. But uh, it, it, that's a really phenomenal connection that's there. Um, to, do you need to take a break? I can edit any of this out. Just a second, please. Yeah, take, take what you need. Thor, come. Thor, Thor, come. <laughs> now, Rambo was trying to tell me something, so the wife had to move it into the other room. <laughs> did 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 Rambo ever get like? Uh, wasn't your wife going to take Rambo like as her dog? Yeah. Did that ever yeah. happen? Like, it, did... Yeah. It Rambo is it, her dog. So he cues off her now. And then he yeah. So uh, he won't even mind me right now. Okay. It's like uh, he was barking while ago. And I'm like, uh, no. Trying to. Yeah. yeah. And Thor usually lays down beside me now. 
Yeah. Okay. But yeah, well, I didn't um, mean. No, that's okay, man. You got uh, like that's part of it. So having the dogs. T- tell me uh, when you when you guys decided to start the group. You know what were the ways that you guys got the word out? Because you guys are in a church in the Helena area, south of Birmingham. You're you're not in a big city. Um, you know, you're outside of a big city. How did you get the word out to let veterans know, hey, we're, we're going to do this thing? And you, you do it at a church. We we, yeah. we did ours at a, a gun shop. So talk to me about all of that. Yeah, the very first one, um, the first one we've held at the church, um, it was easy. A lot of veterans that were in the church decided to join us. Um, we had seven, our first group. Uh, we're right now, we're between seven and eight. We've got okay. some new faces in this second go-round. Um, we've also came up, because we're planning now for the third one in the, sp- in the fall. So we've already started looking at doing some more flyers with some information out there to pass out to all the veterans organization. Uh, we actually have a local business has opened up his doors for us to do it at his location. And so that's kind of opening it up, moving it in away from the church. So not so much, but we want to be in the community. We want to reach out to the community. Sometimes, just whatever reasons, people were hesitant to come to the church to get it done. And so we decided we're going to find us a neutral place in the community. And so that's what we're working on now for the fall class. Gotcha. That's it. What have you found have been the unique challenges of starting up a group? Getting the word out. And not, and kind of being hesitant, you know, you you say you want to do it, you decide that you're going to do it, but then it seems like everything will get in your your way and I'm not doing this right or I need to do something different. I'm not getting enough responses. And it kind of hurts your ego when you're trying to start something and you're not getting the response that you were hoping. And we just had to remember that it's not about the number of people. At first, we need to just get the class started and get it going. And the word then will go out. Right. So, yeah, we've had a lot of, um, we've had some people that are in this class that were, well, that were in the class where I took it, at Hoover Tactical. Yeah. They've come back to help mentor, you know. And so it's um you're gonna feel nervous getting up there. You if you don't feel like you know the information good enough or you can present it correctly. Um it just works great. I have a, a partner that's with me in the instruction part of it, and he sits down and he's going through our instructor's book and making sure that I don't miss a point because I'll get to talking and we'll discussing, and I might have to 
skipple point. And he'll stop me and say, we need to do also remember this. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. It's kind of got a wingman really, right here. That's it. If you got somebody that kind of sits off or can be there with you, because that way you can just worry about presenting the information. Well, it's, it's kind of like this shirt. I mean, this is the shirt that we've got on right here. Uh, I'll put a link down where people can get a hold of this shirt. You know, it's 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 kind of this thing here. Uh, you know, that you see in the military, you still got your six, but it's uh, certainly you know having your six now when you're leading a class is not as yeah. you know important in life or death as having your six in the military. Yeah, it's still important to have people you know in every area of life that are behind you, um, that are looking out for you, that have got you covered, that have your back. Um, in, in that class, are you guys using PowerPoint or how are you guys leading that? What's the setup? Like if I come to your class on, you know, this Monday night, what is it, what does it look like when I get in there? It's going to be, um, I have a a huge TV up on the wall in the classroom. I hook in through it, through my laptop. Yeah. And we do PowerPoint. Okay. And we just go through it. We discuss each slide the points that we're coming across, make sure that everyone understands it. Um, Like you were trying to tell us at the beginning, uh, at the very beginning classes, the lessons are a lot longer because people are not going to have a lot to say. But then as more people start opening up, the, the instructor's information is shorter. Right for more time for them to interact with. Yeah, the first lessons have a lot of content. And as you progressively go on, the latter lessons progressively have more discussion. And there'll be times, you remember the one when I was at Hoover Tactical, you know, the first lesson, it was basically a lecture, you Mm -hmm. know, with questions and, you know, some feedback and, you know, lots of laughing and interaction before and after. But, you know, by the end of it, there were some nights where, I, I could literally get up there, say hello, and I would have to interrupt you guys because we would start on time and stop on time because people, you know, they got work and all that. I mean, we'd hang out as long as people wanted to. And many times we did in the parking lot really late, um, but we'd start on time, stop on time. There'd be times I'd have to start the group because you guys are already talking. And then you guys, I would just kind of steer the discussion because there was so much trust and so much each other helping the others work through whatever they had already been through. That's, that's, and that's, the, same, that you're and that's the same. Yeah. Same thing that's happening with our group. Yeah. And um, just the other day we were in a discussion and they just let, I let them run with it. Like yeah. you said, and they discussed the next two pages worth of information before I finally had to reel them in saying, okay, now wait a minute, this is where we need to go with this, you know? Yeah. And I said, well, we just turned the next p- slide came up. Well, we just hit that point, you know, yeah. we just discussed it. And uh, so we move on, but give them the opportunity to open up is our biggest thing. And um, if someone is starting a group, it's good to have someone that's with you because they can help get the discussion going as well. And especially if they're good friends with you or being a, a veteran, 
to where you know their story, then right. you can kind of, as well, you did it with me a lot in the class. You know, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. What do you have to say about this, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was after the relationship a little bit. Well, and that's it. Yeah, and that's where I was going is if you have that person with you in the class, you can call upon that person. Yeah. And let them run it and kind of you're you're even though they're sitting in the class, they will br bring out the information and the others see that it's OK to try chime in, give your point. And uh, one of the things in, that we also make sure they understand at the very beginning, what's said in the four walls, stay in the four walls. Right. Right. And that is a big thing to help people open up. They're not scared to open up because of what they're afraid somebody may talk about them or something. We make that clear that there's no talking about each other outside these four walls. If you want to do it, let's talk to each other and work it out here, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then... I don't want to jump ahead of you. Let's, I'll wait. No, go ahead. Then go ahead. No, okay. I'd rather hear from you then. Then what we have done also is we have a way of contact in each one of the members. And after the class, we're like, how do we keep this going? So we actually have Veterans Coffee Night. So this is after, veterans. this is after, after two the, weeks. Yes. Okay. So After the 10 weeks, okay. we have Veterans Coffee Night, but it's actually going on during this second class. We have tomorrow night is our Veterans Coffee Night. We all get together. We got coffee. Somebody usually brings banana but nut bread or something, and we just sit around and talk and check up on each other, um, having a way with all your class members, having a way to contact them, um, I think is crucial to get information out to them, especially on Fridays. You know, Fridays is a big thing for veterans' buddy checks. We check on our fellow veterans. How do you do that? Do you do like a group me chat or do you do messenger or? I message, you know, okay. the group. Now we got everybody's information yeah. in our group. I just send out a group text so it go or email and it goes to each individual person. But they say, you know, we check in. Is there anything we need to do? Natus, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. Making sure that everybody's okay. Do you find and, that uh, do you find that people appreciate that? Because yes. and, and I'm saying that because a lot of times, like, you know, I'll go to a church and they'll say, oh, we won't call you or bother you. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm thinking, I think people are alone and want to be bothered and appreciate yeah. a well-intended checkup. Yeah. And on this and then I just go ahead and I sent it out, checking on everyone today. But then I also reminded them about our. Veterans Coffee Night tomorrow night, you know, and uh, just making sure that everybody's aware of the upcoming events. 
and um, how, and we're still working with one or two veterans in the group that want to update the flyers to bullet yeah. points and all with some specific information so we can hand that out to uh, the DAV organizations, the VFWs, the American Legion groups in the Pelham, Alabaster, Helena area. Yeah. And then give them out to more people. Man, here's what's funny about all of this is when everything started and you were going to, you decided you're going to lead that group. I remember you saying, well, I don't think I'm going to do it every week. You know, I think that might be too much. So maybe we'll do it once a month, and, you know, or maybe we'll do it just on one day or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. like, but you, you, you were, you were sold to the once a month thing. If I, if I remember it like that. Yeah. And yeah. then once you guys got started, I think the group, once you, and everybody was committed to that once a month, but then y'all kind of got together and you, you guys collectively did some pushback on that and thought, Hey, we probably ought to do this more. And now you're not only meeting every week, you guys, you guys are meeting twice a week. Yeah. And uh, we're meeting on uh, our Monday nights, which works great for everyone. And then our veterans coffee night is usually once a month on a Saturday. So a Saturday evening, and we've allotted that time to us and to help, you know, each other. And um, we really have enjoyed that. And the veterans, I will say that the class themselves, the members is the ones who decided we want to do this every week. Yeah. And I said, okay, we'll do it every week then. Yeah. That's really neat. I, I mean, obviously people are, you know, hungry for that connection, for that camaraderie, um, you know, pulling together and then pushing mm-hmm. forward. Um, as we close out, like, tell me, like, maybe what's your favorite thing about this entire process of what you're seeing, you know, what you guys are doing, whether it's a story of somebody or just something that you, as a surprise, what's something that's not just the only favorite, but one of your favorite highlights of just this whole process of what you guys are doing now? Well, it is the way the, the group has come together. Yeah. And we had a member that asked, actually, he was there on our first go around. He was there pretty much every day. And on the second, when he started, and then he didn't come around. And so everybody's asking, where's Sarge? You know, where is he? What's going on? So I finally got in touch with him, found out he'd had surgery. And they're like, Okay, I said, he will come back here soon, yeah. you know. And he's already told me he, he misses everyone. And uh, But it was just surprising that everyone is worried about their fellow veteran. Yeah. He's not here. What's going on? Well, think about where that guy would have been on the other side and, and compared the experience of now of, of what would be whatever, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Men that he wasn't in a relationship with six months before that, a year before that. And now he's got all these people, like he would have been doing that surgery alone, just kind of there. And now he's got all these people reaching out saying, Hey, you matter. We're part of you. We miss you. Let's get together. Completely. Yeah, different and, he's, and he's also put in for his service dog. So I'm waiting on the paperwork to come in any day now. And, and so. 
I'm still thinking, what is the service dog? You've got your service dog from which organization? I'm, I'm going to put a link. Service Dogs of Alabama. I thought that was it. And you're a real big advocate and supporter of theirs. So we want to be sure we give them a shout out and then put a link down below. I, I think at some point, like I want a service dog, like one of the ones that, you know, they run them, they're trained at a high level. And you said that they go through and then some of them, they just don't make the cut because they're not able to do that last three percent or whatever's necessary for the things that you need. So they adopt them out. And so I'm thinking like, I want to get one of these highly trained uh, animals you know, here, just do whatever <laughs> needs to happen, or you know, around yeah. the house, and, and give me a reality check now and then. Man, I I appreciate you so much. It's such an honor to be you know part of that story of what you guys are doing, and to see you come through, um, you know, on your own coming in and and not being hesitant or timid, but just coming in kind of. I'm just checking it out to see what's going on here, and then mm-hmm. going through the group, um, getting to develop that friendship going through the group again uh, and seeing you open up even more, share more parts of your story. And then I only share part of your story, but, you know, being one of the go-to people that would speak up first to where other people can yeah. hey, safe to speak. Oh yeah, me too. I've been through similar different details, but similar things that yeah. I've been through. And, and then to take that and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to lead a group and, and to see you even grow in that. I'm going to lead it once a month and then, you know, grow and really shepherd those people. It, you know, not even just the group. It's just the, the overall shepherding that you're doing with all of those uh, veterans that come out there. It has been an incredible story. Um, great to see you in the shirt there. Bob told me that you guys scalped him for a bunch of them when he came out there to, <laughs> to visit the group. Man, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for your service in the past. I'm honored to see, you know, part of that whole healing process that you've been going through and then to see you pour that onto others as you develop your next mission of moving forward. It's been a great, amazing story to see. Thank you, Scott. Any veteran that's in the Birmingham area that wants to join us, we're on Monday nights at 630 at Crossbridge Community Church in Helena. Okay, so there it is. I'm going to put a link to this shirt down in the show notes. If you buy this shirt, I would encourage you to wear it. I would encourage you to have the conversation about what it means to talk to other people about the possibility of getting involved with the Center of Hope. Uh, Here's why we sell these is all the money from these shirts, it actually goes back to continue funding the mission. Many times we have groups, people can afford their books. Uh, Many times they can't. And so we just provide the book. Uh, Also in previous years, uh, the last seven years, I think we've mailed out uh, 70,000, 70,000 DVDs. Our first two documentaries, the first one was Invisible Scars on PTSD. The second documentary was Honoring the Code, which deals with moral injury. Uh, there is a third documentary that will be coming out very soon uh, that deals with, it's untitled so far, deals with the family. And so we send the DVDs away, we stream those, make those absolutely free to warriors and their families. That's all part of the mission. Again, I'm Andy Jenkins for Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Here's what we do as I sign off. We connect warriors to their next mission, connect veterans to that thing that is ahead of them. The most common obstacles that we see, these are common, isolation and unresolved hurts. If either one of those ring true for you, just realize, hey, this is common 
for everybody. This is not something that makes you unique. The details of your story are absolutely unique, but you're dealing with something that is common to everyone. I believe that your mission matters because number one, you were created by God for a purpose. And number two, that purpose involves connecting with, helping, lifting the lives of other people, which includes family, friends, fellow service members. These were all people, as the shirt just describes, that had your six in the back, you had their six, they still they still need you to connect to them and for them to connect to their next mission. I'm Andy Jenkins signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.